Om Stabakaya Jadharmasya Sarvadharma Swarupine Avatara Borishtaya Ramakrishnaya Te Namaha Om Shanti 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 Peace, peace, may peace come to us all. Well, thank you for coming. I'm going to talk about my trip to India. I call it my adventures and misadventures in India. Although really, it's a, my first trip to a real holy land. Uh, it's just a phenomenal place to visit. I, I had no idea what I was going to experience. Actually, I decided to approach it as an adventure because in an adventure, you don't know what's gonna happen. Things may be good, things may be bad. Didn't matter, because that's part of an adventure. In fact, if it isn't tough, it's really not much of an adventure. So I didn't know what would happen. I, I flew to India with stories from 50 years ago of what India was like, how people were. You know, they all stare at you on the street. And so I had no idea what was going to happen. I know a lot had happened in India uh, for the past 50 years, so I just showed up. Uh, arrived at the airport around 10 or 11 o'clock at night. The international flights do that. And the people aren't allowed to come into the, the airport. You have to, they have to wait outside. So I go out and I'm looking, looking. And good for me, fortunately for me, I think you all know Swami Atmarupananda, an American Swami who's been here. So there he was with the driver and uh, I was in India. I'm going, wow, here I am. And the airport was filled with the smoke of coal. And I thought, oh boy, here we go. Fortunately, it was only the airport, I mean, it, like that. So I went there and we, I got my first experience of Indian streets. Now, I don't know how many of you have been to India, probably a majority of you have, but it's, Americans would just fall apart. I mean, it works. I don't know how it works, but, uh, you know, I mean, they turn off, this was nighttime, they turn their lights off when they're driving to save electricity, I guess. They'll drive on either side of the road, um, bicycles, no rickshaws allowed at that hour, but there were still some, no cows at that time. And I said to Rupananda, Where's the seatbelt? He said, seatbelt? What seatbelt? <laughs> so I thought, okay, here we go. So, uh, you know, I mean, he, and he explained to me when they honk, they're saying, this is where I am. So everybody's honking and these huge trucks and buses and the driver just nonchalantly, I think they drive by feel as opposed to intellectual skill because you have to know exactly where your car is. And so about 40 minutes of that, and like I say, I'm kind of going, whoa. And finally we get to Bellarmont, and it's just like this haven. It was not at all like I imagined it. And in the darkness, I could make out the outline of the temple, which was just this huge thing. But, uh, you know, went to my quarters. The next day, uh, Atmarupanand had bought me a Dodian shutter. I'd never worn a Dodian shutter before. And there I was walking around in a white shutter. So uh, that's how it went. So it was just a matter of uh, getting to know people and going through the routine. 
So there I am. Is there yet? Oh, wait a minute. What happened? It always says. Well, that's good. Okay. There. No. Yeah, that's it. So there I am. So part of the deal was, whoops, it's not supposed to do that. Um, part of the deal is uh, you go around and pranam everybody. So Atmarupananda took me around and announced me to everybody. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, we got to start over here. I was going to use my fancy new computer for this, but it wasn't compatible with the system we have. So, there, okay. I don't know how to stop it. I didn't count on it doing that. Anyway, um, there I am, and I'm walking around meeting people, and they're all ex incredibly nice, and I just felt this burden released from me. The, there's a real spiritual atmosphere there, and if you think about it, all these disciples of Ramakrishna had walked back and forth all over the property, and you know, including the giants. And you know, they're not into history. I wish they were, because I'd, I'd walk up and down the street, and I found out Holy Mother and Swami Vivekananda, Swami Brahmananda walked back and forth there. And I'm just, you know, there's a temptation just to not see that history, but I did, and it was just phenomenal. So I meet all these people. And here's a sign that in, at the, I was at what was called the Kanananda building, and this is right outside the Bellarmott Library, which is quite a thing to have. And these were for all the monks to see every time they walked by. My master's lips never cursed anyone, not even, nor, never even criticized anyone. Those eyes were beyond the possibility of seeing evil. That mind had lost the power of thinking evil. He saw nothing but God. And here's the one that blew my mind. 90% of the sadhus, even after renouncing lust and wealth, get bound at last by the desire of name and fame. That's pretty scary. And you've probably heard something like this. If a man with an ideal makes a 1,000 mistakes, I am sure that the man without an ideal makes 50,000. Therefore, it is better to have an ideal. So one of the things, I was ready to experience India. So they have these bandaras, these feasts, all over the place. And they send a bus, and you just hop on the bus. It's not required, but OK. So we went an hour and a half deep into the back country. I mean, sometimes I wasn't sure the bus could make the turn. But these guys are used to that. And so we're going along, and finally, we stop at this village. And I'm sure it's been that way for thousands of years, this place. I mean, they now have electricity, and somebody would somehow get a boom box, and that would be the boom box for that whole area, and be blasting out with amplification, devotional music, of course. So I, took, I like this picture because it sort of gives a picture getting on the bus. Oh, I was going to say, they, these monks, I don't know how they did it, but from no presence at all, they had they had this whole program going to help the people farm, to sell their product, to teach them basic health information. And they had even a temple by the time I got there. I mean, that was my first glimpse of just how much the Ramakrishna mission does. They're really helping people. 
I mean, incredible what they're doing. And I'll talk about this as I go along. But uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing movement. And when you hear that the prime minister supports them so much, this is the reason why. They are doing so much good. So, so we took a trip to the Dakshineshrikali Temple. You can see that in the background in this little putt-putt boat. If this all works, you'll be able to hear the putt-putt. And another picture here. Uh, these are some monks who hitched a ride with us to, across the river. I don't know what Atmarupanand is saying. He's looking very serious. He, but the other guy's smiling, so maybe the sun was getting him. But uh, my first trip to the Kali Dakshineshwar Kali Temple, and, and just to give a little flavor of what we went by in the boat. So there's the temple. I took that from later. We're technically, there are all these signs, do not take pictures. And I'm used to, you have to obey the rules. But in India, it seems it's more of a suggestion than a requirement. <laughs> so, but I was, I want, you know, I got to behave, you know. I'm just there a few days already. And I, so I, this is actually someone else took this picture. Uh, that's another part of the story. But the, for the first time, I saw the Kali image. And I just want you to know, the pictures just don't do her justice. I mean, she just stood there like in three dimensions and I just couldn't believe it. It was like say the first time. And, and I thought the Kali temple was sort of modern, you know, like ours, you know, that you've got an image and a priest doing the worship and a platform. And I, I had forgotten what I'd been told that they're actually very small. And if you've, you can see how tall that is, but in fact, you only have a little space about this wide to peer in and look. And we didn't know that if we had just told the mission authorities we were going, they would have made a phone call and we could have gone in the inner shrine where Ramakrishna actually sat and did the worship and so forth. But still, I was so blown away. The, the, I mean, it, the temple used to be white. I don't know why they changed the color. The environment is very hard on buildings. So they... Maybe they thought it was better. There's talk about the Ramakrishna order getting it, but a lot of legal complications, so it may not happen. Uh, it would be fun to sit in that Kali shrine in the middle of the night. Yeah. It's what they call an awakened image. And so it's very popular for people who come with prayers, you know. So I went to another, uh, there's a place called the Vivekananda University. And of course, I, I had to take the odd shot. There was a ceremony dedicating the second wing. Now, the Vivekananda University is for postgraduate students, PhD and beyond. And they have these, you know, a lot of the swamis have PhDs and are teaching there. So I just took that picture just to show the ceremony going on. Another picture of the temple. Um, Okay, so I spent my time walking around in the daytime when I wasn't meeting people. And this is a picture that was taken of the, in the old building, the old shrine. And I only mention this to you. You can't see the names, and I can't see it very clearly here. But it's a who's who of Swamis of the past. There's Swami Atishwarananda there, Vividishananda, who is head of the Seattle Center, Subodhananda, uh, it's pretty hard to read it, even here with this screen. But it was a who's who. In one picture, Swami Shivananda was on the second floor looking 
at them, and then he went around. So, uh, move real fast here. This is the dining hall, and so I would sit with the old people because I can't sit cross-legged, and by their standards, I'm old because I was then 67. I was quite, um, what's the word to use? Uh, the star is saying too much, but word spreads very quickly there. It's amazing how quickly everything, and the fact that a 67-year-old who had been in the organization 43 years was coming for sannyas, that was a topic of discussion. <laughs> so I thought it would almost be like, it took you this long? What's the matter with you? Actually, they were glad that I endured and survived, and I was there. So it was, it was worked out quite well for me. And people were very nice. So this was actually taken uh, Shivaratri night of the temple. I kind of like it because of the way the picture was taken. Uh, it's uh, a huge temple. Um, I'm planning to show one, one directory worth of pictures here and then one or two more in the living room because there's anything I can't take. It's a whole bunch of slides. So uh, there it is. There's the temple, though. And you can see it's pretty big. And it's really wonderful. They, there's a picture of Ramakrishna, not a picture, they have a, a carved statue of Ramakrishna. Again, the pictures just don't do it justice. I've noticed that Indians, who have been, at least who have been there, just love the pictures. And we just couldn't relate to them. They were it just, you know, statues are cold. But when you actually saw the real one, it was quite dramatic. There I am again. Oh, this is, uh, that's, I didn't want to give a slideshow actually, just so I wouldn't feel bound by the photographs. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, the days get closer and first we have to go through Shiva Ratri and they really know how to celebrate Shiva Ratri. And I've got pictures here, let's see what's there. This is called the Training Center. We were on the third floor once the sannyas camp, they call it sannyas camp. And they have a training center, and after two years of training center, you go back, you spend a couple of years more, you get brahmacharya, spend a couple of years more, and you finally become a swami. So I'd been, I hadn't really been waiting, I just took a long time, but the others in my group were just delighted, finally the time had come. Because in India, when you become a swami, that's really important. And there's a lot of opportunities uh, for it. This was the head of our group. I'd like to see him come to America, uh, Sujit Maharaj. He was the head of our group, and he's the current head of the training center. And I show you this picture for the old timers here. He reminds, reminds me of Swami Asaktananda. He's got that same big toothy smile. I didn't, he didn't sing for us, but uh, wonderful soul. Shivaratri, here's the temple. Whoops, that's not supposed to be there. Okay. I, the, the rest of the pictures will be in the temple. I should have the picture of uh, the dancing. I, I did put it here, but I don't want to spend a lot of time looking. Uh, I was warned by Swami Sridharananda not to spend, stay the whole time because it's pretty intense. It's Indian style, three days of fasting. I was told two and then it was three. I wasn't happy. But uh, anyway, they have, uh, it's, and you can watch it on, on, at their website the Shivaratri. And they'd have these training center boys dancing up and down at the end of the, each watch. Uh, 
so I watch them rehearse and so forth. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's the place is packed, uh, and that's later. Uh, this I sat next to him, disciple of Swami Sri uh, of Swami Virajananda. Anyway, the person you want to look at is the taller one. He's uh, uh, Ramdas Maharaj, and he's coming here as soon as we get the uh, get all the documents signed and okayed, and the passport issued, uh, the visa issued. He speaks excellent English. Uh, he's from Argentina, very much the Argentine, and uh, he'll be especially focusing on uh, Spanish-speaking people because he's the obvious one to do it. Really nice guy. Uh, so. These people were all supporting me, encouraging me. So there's a clearer picture of them. We all tease each other. You know, it's a bunch of guys, you know. So there's a lot of fun. So, so various things happened. I, once, I do business. We've been doing years of business at Voida Ashram ordering books. So one day the head of the ashram came by to my room said, Okay, let's go. I'm taking you over there. Oh, okay. That's the way you go in India. You just kind of flow with what happens. You don't make too many uh, plans. So I went there, got to see their place. It's right in the middle of Calcutta, which means all the fumes and all the traffic. And you know, it's like whoa, you know. But uh, I saw the, you know, book business stuff. Or ordered some books and so forth. Talked to them. Um, Deepak, I don't know, you, a number of you know Deepak, or Deepak Maharaj, as we call him. That's where he does, he does, uh, helps with the, the Prabhuta Bharata magazine. So, uh, I only made one visit because I felt like it was going to work. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, well, there's, there's, let's hold off the pictures a while. So I went to the Institute of Culture afterwards, they were having yet another feast. I, all I seemed to do was eat while I was there. There was just too much food, and I tried to, and you know, at first I, I wanted to be polite and eat the food, and then I learned that the way you stop them from giving food is you go like that, over the plate. Because <laughs> I just, it was, and they were, gave me a special diet so I wouldn't get sick. In the old times, uh, they said, if you're gonna be there for two weeks, you're gonna be sick for a week. So they, they built a world-class water plant and so all the, all the water was safe, and I basically didn't get sick at all. I ate one sweet that I shouldn't have eaten, that I knew I shouldn't have eaten, but uh, upset stomach, and then the, they had a pious the, that night that just soothed the stomach. And so, you know, health was not a problem. I was careful, but, you know, it was, it was fine. So anyway, we got closer, and finally the Shivaratri was held, day of fasting. Now, Indians, I thought, the way I was taught here, a real fasting is no water, no food. You just tough it out. And when the weather's hot, that can be a little risky. But they offered uh, coconut milk and some sugary drink and one other item, and uh, you know, I, I had no problem uh, making it through. Um, so Shivaratri is concluded, and, and the day of our sannyas ceremony is on Ramakrishna's birthday. Uh, but it's done at night, not in the morning. So we were doing preparation. Uh, we'll go through these pictures later. We were doing lots of preparation. Uh, we had to dye our 
white doties and shutters, and plus the president, vice president, and so forth, give us some new ones. So we have to dye them. Now, I had no experience in dyeing, and so some of the swamis came to us and showed us how to do it. And they, because for the group picture, we all had to have the same color. We were using the same kind of clay that monks have used since ancient times. The problem is it, it loses the color. But there we are doing it. I've got a video clip of it just showing all the chaos and so forth. Uh, I wasn't able to use a video program to put the slides together, so that's what's messing it up. I, uh, I finally had to do it helter-skelter, so to speak. So, in fact, you know what? I'm going to... Uh, maybe I better not. Oh, here it is. This is the temple. It's very high. The Swami is doing arches to the cathedral. And the Shiva is a world-class runner, just so you know. supposed to take pictures during the uh, we weren't technically when we when we were in the sannyas camps for six I think it was six days before and six after I've forgotten we were supposed to wear unsewn unstitched clothing go barefoot uh, and not use electronic devices not supposed we're not supposed to shave I didn't know that till the end you know this is India and and they don't tell you everything and I was telling the head guy, I've been wondering if I should shave, because to me, I was shaving out of laziness. He says, no, don't do it yet. And I found out that was the way it went. You know, they, didn't, they don't throw a bunch of rules at you. Uh, so anyway, we were staying at the training center on the, what we call the third floor. And we'd attend classes uh, by Swami Bhajanananda. Those who know him know how wonderful he is. It was such a wonderful voice where he would do the chanting and then we'd repeat. It was all Sanskrit. Uh, so finally the time came. We had to get up at 2 in the morning. And like I said, I had no idea what was to come. Now, I didn't mention earlier I went to Sydney, Australia to be with Swami Sudarananda before where he told me a few things. But he didn't want to tell me too much because he wanted it to be all fresh. So here we are. We're wearing the white dhoti and cheddar and we go out. And the ceremony's kind of private, but I can tell you this much. Uh, when I walked into that temple, and it's a huge temple, and there was just this sea of ochre, and all these people had gotten up like at 2 in the morning, just like we had, 
to show up for this ceremony. I mean, they were, they really like it. And so uh, we s went through this chanting and the acoustics of the temple are such that it just adds a mood to the chanting. I mean, you didn't even have to know what the Sanskrit was just to feel the depth and spirituality of it. So finally, uh, we, we go through this and go through that and the dawn has come now. The ceremony's over. I'm now wearing Garawa, first time. We had dyed it, and I was wearing it. And we're in the what's called the president's house. And the, the tradition is you, you're given your Swami name. You know, we don't know what they're going to do. And so they, you wait until your turn. I think I was number 27, whatever it was. And so I was told, Vedamritananda. And of course... Like, you know, this whole trip to India, everything's new. Everything is like, and I'm, I feel like I'm okay, but, you know, I'm, I'm at attention, so to speak. And so he tells me the name. The president is there, and he's very ill, but, you know, he was there for the ceremony, the whole thing. The vice president is reading the name out. So the, my job now is to turn around, face the audience. We're now in the president's room, and all these swamis are there, and I'm supposed to repeat my name. Veda, Vedamri, Veda, and he says, Vedamritananda. And he said, Vedamritananda. And the crowd cheers. <laughs> uh, you know, and one of them said later, it was like, the prize at last. I thought, I was going, ah, got it. Vedamritananda. Vedamritananda. Anyway. So anyway, uh, he, the, the, one of the swamis was trying to restore order, and they were having too much fun. So... So then finally, um, it's done. So there's a lot of relief there for us. So the next step is they take us on a pilgrimage, three days of pilgrimage. So the first day, we go to Calcutta, Kolkata, uh, to see the holy places. So these are the standard places. First, the Dakshineshwarkali Temple, and that's where these pictures came from. Let's see if we can bring this back up now. Uh, okay, well, there's Kasapur Garden House. We went there. Uh, it's a beautiful, they've really fixed the place nice. There's a rough bus ride there, but once you go in, it's just a sanctuary. And apparently, I, I forget what they said, 10,000 people come on January 1st, Kalpatru Day. And I don't think the tree is still there. Million, million people? Yeah, that's too hard to believe. There's me doing it again uh, in one of the places. Um, now we're jumping ahead here. I don't want to do that. Anyway, I'll, I'll go through the slides for this group. Anyway, uh, we went to uh, Balera Mandir, where Ramakrishnan, Swami, all the disciples had gone there, partly because in those days, that's where you had to go for medical attention if you wanted to see a doctor. And it's where Swami Brahmananda died. And I was actually, we were doing singing in the, they made it. They took out the, the the wall, so it's one room with the shrine. But it was, but that was the place where he died. So for me, with my connection with Swami Prabhavananda, that was pretty amazing. And we, I'll show you some pictures. I have pictures later, but to tell the story. So we sit around, and they feed us again, and we're sitting. And I'm, go, you know, and I notice all these women lined up, and I'm going, oh, they must be waiting for us to leave. And I'm waiting and waiting. And then something very strange happened. 
they all started coming to each one of us doing pranams. And the old Swami in charge of the place, I think he was enjoying our look of discomfort. But, and then they'd give us 10 rupees. And that really bothered me. What am I doing taking 10, being paid 10 rupees for, to let someone do a pranam? But, you know, I, I had learned just go along with what everybody else does. And, you know, it all sorts itself out. So I collected, a f you know, quite a few 10 rupee notes, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy. But, you know, I, I, I want to say, you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay. But, you know, so we're going through it. And uh, I, I don't know what, why they did it. Apparently, it's the only place you do it where you, you collect money for the pranams. It's called pranami. So uh, I, I was very embarrassed by it, but there it is. So then we went to Bowdoin, where Holy Mother was, lived, and we could see her bedroom, and Swami started down his bedroom next door. You know, in my whole trip, I felt like I was following Holy Mother around. The, I'm told that she, she couldn't say no to anybody. And so she just traveled to South India. You know, I went to Madras, Chennai. Uh, but everywhere I went, there were shrines of where she had been, there were her slippers. Uh, it was just kind of amazing. And not just, I went to a 4,000-year-old temple when I was in South India. Holy Mother and Swami Vivekananda had been there. Uh, it was just, like I say, everywhere I was, it was like a pilgrimage spot. Uh, so we went to, uh, well, uh, the pictures aren't like they should have been. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> we took the trip. The next day, two days, we went to Kumarpukur one day and Jairambati the other with various places. Now, at Kumarpukur, see, the guys, the rest of the guys in my group, they had been there several times. And fortunately, I'd have someone who'd take me around, and I'd go, this is where Ramakrishna went to school. And... You know, you read about it, there it is. And this is where he played as a kid. This is the ghat, they call it, where, not ghat, uh, pond where the, he'd swim. And the whole place was like that. You know, there was his room. You know, we looked in his room. Here was the family shrine. So it was, it was, you know, I mean, it's one thing like here, we don't get any connection physically with Holy Mother and, and the others. Only Swami Vivekananda because of, our house in Pasadena. But uh, anyway, it, it, you know, I walked all over place at uh, at Kumarpukur, and then we went out into a field and chanted the sannyas mantras, um, and came back. And then we went to Jairambati, stopping at different places along the way. And at Kumar at Jairambati, uh, we don't have the picture here, but. I was looking at her room. She had been there many years. And like right here is where she sat for this picture and right there is where she sat for that picture. Yeah, it was, it was like, ooh. And the room, her room had such a spiritual atmosphere. I mean, uh, I guess people can get used to it. I hope I never get used to a spiritual atmosphere. Anyway, we came back and I'll narrate more stories as these pictures progress. Um, then we had to deal with the public dinner day. And that's when every, anybody can come on the grounds and, you know, and have food. They don't even make them go to a service or anything. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. They invite that one time a year, the merchants. You know, it's all small merchants. They get a space to sell their wares. So it will help them with what they're doing. And I was assigned to guarding the relics. And I didn't realize how many relics that the order has of Ramakrishna. 
And we went into a special room where they had all this stuff, the ashes of the direct disciples in the room. I mean, uh, it's really amazing. So anyway, uh, here we go. Come on, move. Let's get it started anyway. So those that writings, uh, they, the, the Ramakrishna, the picture like that, they have that shirt he wore. It's actually green. And they, they let me touch it even for what? And here's, I mean, the Kamandalu is about this big. I'd never seen one that big. But this was all Ramakrishna stuff, silverware, all that. And so it was on display for anybody who walked by. And the handwriting, it said, they had me hold it for about 10, 15 minutes. And I said to Atmarupanan, who was with me, what does it say? And he looked at it and said, I can only read printed Bengali. I can't read that. I think he made out one word. But it was pretty cool to be able to hold it in my hands. And this is people leaving on the public dinner day. You can just see the crowds. Oh, I should say, they have huge fireworks at the end to culminate it. Just this huge firework display. So, And this is, I didn't quite understand. It was burning a demon. And the priest, uh, uh, the swami for the dining hall came and threw vegetables and food in it to cook it to serve to us later, so I thought that was funny. Uh, it's a brahmachari I was friends with. Uh, these people all took and explained things to me. Okay, now this picture, we're gonna have to go by the pictures now. I'm in South India in what's called the Ice House. This is where Swami Vivekananda stayed for a while. And this is his room. I couldn't quite get a good picture of him. It's bathed in blue light, very peaceful, nice atmosphere. And there it is on the outside. The order owns it. I was really shocked. It's called the Ice House. Why is it called the Ice House? Well, some guy had a scheme, the Swami that works there explained it to me, where they would take ice from Walden Pond in the United States and ship it to Madras. And it was such an insane concept, I just couldn't believe it. It seemed absolutely insane. The distance, well, of course, if you think, it's wintertime there and summer in Madras, but Still, it was just insane. The guy did it till they had ice keeping machine, but I've been to Walton Pond. You know, those who know Doug Rao and Mikkel, they live near it, and so they take, it, take, it to me, take me there every time I go. Beautiful spot, Walden Pond, that kind of thing. But uh, um, when I was in Madras, uh, they, they took me to these schools, and they're very proud of these schools, and Swami Brahmananda, I think he's, <coughs> he uh, <coughs> did the, uh, dedicated it th there. What they do is they take boys in poverty and they take them, they give them room and board, they give them an education all the way through college and the idea is that you take one person out of poverty, ten more people come out of poverty following him. And they've been doing this for years and years. They have an alumni group. It's, it's an amazing thing to see it in action. And they've, now they have colleges, various places, uh, you know, education is one of the strong activities of the order. They're very proud of their solar cells. We're just getting them. They had it long ago. Okay, in Madras, I went to the, the Church of St. Thomas. He's one of the original disciples of Christ, and that's not his body. It's a statue. I was afraid it was his body when I walked in. But uh, it had a real nice atmosphere, and it's underground. And I did two visits there. I really liked it. I was brought up Catholic, and the first time I saw the priest in charge, 
And the second time I met this really nice nun who, she said she was from Italy, but I think she was a South, Asia, South Indian. But I had a delightful talk about the whole thing. She, you know, the nuns there don't get an equal role. But one of her jobs is they take care of the old priests. I mean, those, those, those nuns do an amazing job in the church. This is the monk I was with, uh, touring around. He's from Sydney originally. He was there for his father's death. So uh, Madras is a work center, so it was easier if they did it this way. And the, there were signs all over the place, do not take pictures, do not take pictures. And these Cistercian priests, I think they were Cistercian, offered to take the picture for me. <laughs> I said to him, two down, three to go. I've been to St. Peter's, so. And this is outside the temple we went to. You know, at first they wouldn't let me in. I remember watching white people stand out like a sore thumb, I swear, and they weren't happy. And I was going, what's the matter with them? So I go over and the guard security guy says he can't come in, he's not an Indian. And the monk with me says, but he's been a monk for years, he's a swami. You know, doesn't matter. And I'm thinking, well, this will just be part of my story, you know. And the driver comes running up, and he says, but it's true. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All these pictures, no photographs I wanted to take. So I go in this four, I could not imagine, a 4,000-year-old building where they've been doing worship for all these years. And the priest sees me, and I thought, okay, you know, they're going to not like my being there. Now, he said I could go through, but if they want to be mean, they could say you've polluted the place, and you have to pay for the purification. So I, I don't know what's happening. I'm just following, you know, the, my guide. And the priest gives me this garland that had been offered to Shiva. So we had no problem, and... Uh, then we went to another a Krishna temple. This time there was no problem. And one of the priests says, you know, was explaining to me, just so he could see, see I was a Westerner. And in good English, he explains some things to me. And I said, is this 4,000? Oh, yeah, 4,000-year-old image. I mean, we don't have buildings that are 1,000 years old here except American Indian settlements, which, you know, it doesn't really show a lot. So another picture... That's the top with all these intricately carved images. Now, I asked in Bengal, I said, why don't you have 4,000-year-old temples? And he said, the Muslims destroyed it. And I went, you know, I mean, obviously these people are fanatics within their own group, but I just could not imagine the work. It, it takes work to build a temple. This is before explosives. They had to use basic hand tools to destroy the temples. I mean, it took as much trouble to destroy the temple as to build it. Uh, I can't really understand that. So here's the outside of the, ch uh, the Church of St. Thomas. And uh, Mother Teresa, of course, is very big around here. So this is the inside of the church. Uh, this was my birthday, and so they were the training center boys were celebrating it. I didn't tell them it was my birthday. I don't know how they found out. There's me... Uh, we're going ahead of the story, about to go begging. This is back to Shivaratri. These were supposed to be together, but whatever. So they're all dancing outside while the Shivaratri is going inside. So if you don't want to sit inside, and let me tell you about the mosquitoes. They're very, they're great devotees. Whenever there's a, a RT or some function, it's dinner time for them. And they love my, my American blood. I, I had over 200 insect bites. 
I tried to avoid using DEET, but uh, so anyway, they're partying around like uh, you know they like to dance too. Home of fire. Uh, when we were traveling around, this Swami was in charge of one place where Holy Mother stayed. It's now a retreat center uh, for monks who want to just sit quietly and meditate. He's very nice to me, very sweet-natured. You can tell by his face. I wanted you to just see his face. Here we are on the bus. People are having a good time, as you can see. There's our Atmarupan on Deepak. Uh, I think we were, we got some food. That's what that is. So this is the monk again. I was told, don't go out there. You know, you'll get powder thrown at you. And I thought, eh, why not? So, you know, the, the training center boys are gung-ho into this stuff. They're like kids. They're in their early, th early, late 20s, early 30s. But, you know, they're having a great time. So one of them saw me and immediately went up and did that. Actually, I have more. There are other pictures which I couldn't find for this of me just covered all over the place. It's just dust, and you just knock it off. But... Uh, well, this picture shouldn't be here either. Well, I guess that's it. What are we doing for time? 11.46. So I went, afterwards I went to Sydney. I could have shown a ton of pictures of Sydney. I didn't know how much time this whole thing would take. But if this, they've just rebuilt the whole thing. And where you see that little white triangular thing, that's where they're going to put the formal temple. Underneath is a simple temple. So that's where I, I went afterwards. And I was just trying to show, when I go to visit Sydney, I go to the airport maybe 10 times, 15 times. Uh, these people here are from New Zealand, and I actually, with Swami, went to New Zealand and traveled around with them. So they came for the, uh, what, oh, they came for the dedication of the Brisbane Center, which I went to. We took a four days to and from Brisbane uh, for the dedication. I'm not showing you the pictures of that. That's for later. And that's it. Uh, as far as the trip goes, uh, let's see if uh, other things I could mention, like uh, one of the swamis, I shouldn't mention his name, uh, I sat across from him and I'd look at his face and I saw right away the depth of his, of his, uh, there's something else I was going to show, wait a minute, uh, the depth. And so I was in his office. And I felt, you know, and here, when we, we'd have these old swamis visit us, we'd want to know their stories. And so I kind of was bold, and I said, when I'm in the dining hall, I see you sitting there. And it reminds me of the story of Ramakrishna, where the mother bird, she may be going around, but her mind is always on the egg. And, you know, where, what are you thinking? And he, he told me, quite frankly, about, uh, you know, just more and more Takur and Ma. And... He told about how at one point he had this spiritual experience that lasted for days. And he just, he just couldn't sleep. And it got to the point he just begged, you know, prayed to have it taken away from him because he wanted to sleep. And he said, and like the moss in the ponds, it just covered up everything. He said, but it came back later, he said. Uh, that, that just, there's, there's, I didn't want to be too organized. The slides distract me. Uh, there's a old age home for swamis. And if you want to know the truths of Vedanta, if they work, you just go visit there. And, and there's one swami. Oh, my God. Disciple of Swami Shankarananda. I, I wanted to visit him again. I forgot his name. And I ran out of time. I was surprisingly busy. Just his voice. 
just to hear him speaking, the sweetness in his voice just, just felt so good, just to hear him talk. Uh, there was this, another Swami also like that. You know, he, he, he pretty much had to just lie in bed. I'd sometimes come in and he'd be asleep. He'd been doing his japam and fell asleep. Somebody said that monks join angry and, and die at old age, very sweet, loving, and full of the divine spirit. And you really felt that at this home. I mean, the bottom line is, does it work? And that's what I found with, with, with uh, let me close this. There was a few more videos I wanted to show. Okay, let's. There it is. This may not work. Let's see what it does. This was supposed to come next when I did the crowds. Well, you get an idea. It was pretty packed. <laughs> so there's more stuff at the end. It's supposed to be. Oh, it is here. Okay. This is when we were dying the clothes. Okay, I think that's the end of these. Uh, tell you what, let's... Let me go to the down. A lot of pictures. See, I'm sparing you all this stuff. Okay, now these are, this is a movie. Let's see what it is. Oh, I'm glad I, hang on. This is us going out to do the first, oh, I have to tell you about going begging. Let's put the, so we've got a, you have got a cloth that's folded in the corners and made into a sort of, Begging, well, I want to say begging bowl. I said, where's my bowl? They said, wrong religion. We're supposed to use this bag and go around. <laughs> so the, it, it is begging, but I would explain to you that most of the begging, probably all the begging, was the ladies wanting us to take their food. So we were told not to go to the, get food at the gate where they tended to be, but to go out farther. And it was absolutely amazing. The first day, okay, I didn't get food as I was going out. And so I went away. I was with Deepak and some other people, about five of us. And we have to be barefoot. So the distance you go is dependent on how well your feet can take going barefoot on this 
sharp road. I don't know how else to describe it. So at one point, you know, we go home to Mona Raina and people are eager to give us food because they know on these three days the monks will come around. And all these women are gathered around me doing pranam. I was thinking, I'm, I'm this white guy. Why, I should be giving them something. Why should I be begging? They're not going to like this. They gravitated to me. I figured because I looked older than the others. That, that's the only real reason. But I, so all these ladies are just massed. They're just coming and coming. And the people I was with were walking away. I said, hey, wait for me. And off they went. And then this man comes up. You know, these are simple village people. I don't know if you could call them poor, but they probably were. Nobody's overweight in that group. And he said, you know, bless me here. And, and because he came up, suddenly all these men came up. And so I was just doing like that on their forehead. I'm not ready to be doing that. And, and I just never, and the, the feeling, the devotion. My roommate uh, at the Sanyas camp said that, you know, it's a spiritual country. And I said, well, let me see. But I really saw it. Swami Shraddhananda, for those who know him, he used to say that in America, romance is in the air. In India, spirituality is in the air. And that's the world I was living in when I was there. Uh, it was, anyway, the people were all coming, and finally I was able to go, and I found my group. So we're coming back, and I figured, well, I've gotten the food I need. But this woman almost cried, oh, I'll take some food. So I ended up with this huge thing of food. You know, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. So I, and we sh share it with the other swamis. The next day, it wasn't the same thing, but I wanted to tell you the Argentine Swami I mentioned. Uh, you know, some of the Swamis do it begging again just for the, the spirit of it. And so there he is, he's with us, but he's going to do real begging. None of this wait, people waiting with cooked food for you. And he goes way back. And I don't know how far he walked, his feet were strong, and he had a problem. Nobody would give him food. You know, he'd do the Om, om Namo Narayana. Nobody would give him food. Finally, he found somebody who gave him a little bit of food. And they said, we're disciples of Swami Bhuteshnada. He said, oh, I'm a disciple of Swami Bhuteshnada. And then they poured the food on him. So he went. There's another Swami. He was the, the Swami in charge of our group. He was, um, this, this old lady was there, and, and she wanted to give. She said, oh, I can't. I said, no, I'll take anything anything. And then he learned that she, her husband had died. Her husband had died and she had almost no money. Her son and his family lived there, but they didn't share their food with them. They didn't help pay for expenses. And she didn't feel she could do something. You know, my American, let's get things down to business. Let me go talk to him, you know. That, they don't do that. And so she's telling about it. And he said, just anything will do. And she found some little something. Is this okay? Oh, yes, it's wonderful. You know, it's very auspicious to give food to a begging monk. And so just gave a little something. And she said, just pray for me that I will remember Thakur at the moment of my death. And he was really touched by that. So many things she could have said. And that's what she prayed for. So 